Hey, this is Doug Stanhope, and this is a swap cast with Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat podcast. We're swap casting together at the A-Loft, which is a very trendy kind of hotel that wouldn't turn off the douchey, I don't even know what kind of music you call it in the background. So yeah, that's us sitting outside on the patio listening to douche music, any kind of music that goes with uh what's that kind of furniture chaley ikea ikea it's ikea music and it's in the background and it's just talking i don't know why chaley made me intro this to excuse us sitting outside i think we explained it but fucking chaley listen to chaley during this podcast he's probably a cunt okay here's a podcast where chaley's probably never a cunt but he's cunty right now click did I say click? No. And we edit ours, because we always do our podcast drunk, and you end up saying the wrong thing, and you go, oh, fuck, we got to get that out. Legal matter. Legal. Threats. Or, or, Personal or threats. Losing friends. Does that happen? <laughs> I've had uh, one on, I was on their podcast where a guy threatened to murder my daughter. What? And I was going to go murder him. <laughs> And then it all worked itself out. Uh, Eat the mic. We're on. Oh, we're on. Yeah, we're on. Oh, we're on? We're always uh, on. When I say murder, I mean I was just going to take him out and yell at him. And <laughs> this then is not kill, legally kill binding. his corpse and get rid of it. Cut the first 30 seconds. <laughs> We've only had to actually pull one episode. And that was the one, that right? Was the, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Santa Cruz. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had one episode where we had... I did a podcast called the International Bad Boys Hour, and it was just all storytelling. I mean, people come out and tell some awesome, crazy stuff. And this one chick came on. She was kind of co-host. She was just basically talking about how she loved Coke and she was a hooker. And then as soon as she was done, she'd instantly beg us not to put it out. So that was probably the only time I haven't put out an uh, an episode. And uh, we kicked her off the show. It's like you can't, like... You can't come on and give us all this great shit about all the hooking you've done and then Pod tell us we can't share it. <laughs> yeah. That's gold. Uh, hey, this is a Swapcast. It's the Doug Stanhope Podcast and the... the Tinfoil Hat Podcast with Sam Tripoli. And uh, we have uh, Greg Chaley and Andy Andrist uh, doing color commentary and drink running. <laughs> I guess I should have done that before. Yeah, let's... Uh, no, I'll, I'll get that. Uh, let's address the uh, the audio deal it's fourth of july yeah and we're on the patio at the hotel a loft yeah. hotel there's uh, i always plug them they have a, a little special bit of, place in my heart they're always this is the a great same. hotel they're yeah. always the same no matter where you go there are some nice ones and then there's i love your bit on, uh, the ratings of hotels very funny dude <laughs> and then there's just some shitholes mostly where i did meth that's where i go oh really oh those like really sh- i mean when i used to party it started drinking then it got fucking coke and then for a f- short period it got fucking really crazy. I mean, Dark. I would go in the, like, third world hotels yeah, just doing drugs and then get kicked out because I was creeping everybody out. You ever do more than one eight ball at a six? You know, it's so weird. It's like <laughs> I would just do little bits, little uh-huh. bing, bing, bings, you know. I never really, like, I had friends of mine went homeless and all. I was like, you know, you always say you're productive, uh, a functional alcoholic. I was a functional drug addict. I could, like, get shit done. You get all your teeth nice and white? Yeah, still brush my teeth. <laughs> Isn't that most of America? Functional I guess that drug is. Addicts? 
I'm really amazed at how many people like are so proud of like their meth abuse. Like my mom talks about it. Like she talks about mobile meth stations. Like it's like like they just got a Starbucks. They're like <laughs> she's so excited. Yeah, my brother Larry's uh, he did, he did meth for. 30 years or it's like it's like war stories it's like really you're a hero of some sort you, well you just went around and stole kids clothes out of dumpsters you yeah when you go deep into it, it gets really bad but at some point it's just basically like they worked out the kinks of cocaine like everything you hate about coke is gone With and you're meth? Like, well, yeah and yeah. then it's like that's the first couple times and then it just like okay i smoked crack once in my life and the whole time i smoked crack i was just like I'm smoking crack, dude. I'm smoking fucking crack, dude. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, we did a show last night here at the Funny Bone in Samson Town. He, he headlined the club last week, and you're here because you grew up here, so you stayed <gasps> late. Did a set last night or yeah, about well, smoking crack. Yeah, I was taking out my mom, they, too. And yeah, I never get to watch. Like, you're one of my favorites, and I never get to watch anybody do sh- Set so you're either on the road or you're you can't get out of the comedy club quick enough, <laughs> you know. So it was fun to watch you you work last night. But you did a story about smoking crack. You go, oh, I couldn't really do this last week because my mom came to every show, <laughs> every show, and she heard all the coke jokes. And I did jokes about her snatch, but I feel like smoking crack and a guy trying to suck your dick might be a little too much for your mother. <laughs> That's why I kind of run the lot. You know, it, it is one of those things where. Uh, when you're in front of a Stanhope crowd, there is a license to do something that you probably couldn't do during the week. Oh, Whether I, your mom's there or not, you can actually unleash and do things. We've had that where... Well, it's actually uh, it's less of a license and more of a must. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you yeah. must more of a, tell at that gun story. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's almost expected that, that anything like that's going to happen. And when it does, no one's really shocked. What do I you think dr- if you actually went on to normal material, they might search you like, It'd do you know where you are? It'd be the same as doing... That, yeah, yeah. yeah, I always feel like I got to come up with horrible things in my life before I come work with Doug. Like I got to do some. I'm not doing shitty enough stuff. Yeah, go commit some. Yeah, I would crimes. feel Is that. Is there a lot of research in that for you, Andy? Yeah. How much and, time you spend? It must oh, be an hour. Two a seconds. Day. Three seconds. Two, three seconds a, a month. You, you came up with one right when you got into the car tonight. What's that material? <laughs> your, your contest with the kid on the plane. I mean, oh right, you, you yeah, always yeah. have yeah, an interesting yeah. story. I know. I t- yeah, that's the thing. I never feel like I have any fucking material when I hit a stage, and then I go, oh, I just got in a fart contest with some kid, <laughs> and then they, well, that's kind of material. That's what people do, and then they go back and they go, "What was funny about that?" And let's make it even funnier. And I just, I you know, fuck that little ginger. You don't, you don't fuck with a guy who's fifty-two years old when it comes to bowels. Uh, winner. I'm so tired of winning. Andy and Sam were just uh, talking about how they could fucking destroy bathrooms. I mean, well, bathrooms, well, airplanes. Yeah, I got challenged by a little... Uh, I had two kids that weren't mine sitting by me on the plane, and then I noticed one was cheesing out some gas, and then the brother that was in the middle seat put his head down to smell his brother's ass, and then he would check it to against mine to see what was going on over there to see who it was. And, uh, and was then this event- all nonverbal communication? Yeah, it's all nonverbal. He kept kicking me with his crock, so I'm like, dude, I'm going to take your shoe and put it in the toilet if you do that again. And you know, So we, we had some communication, but yeah, the fart thing just started silently and, and ended with a racket. Cause, well, yeah. I, Sam and I, well, let's uh, get to the beginning. We're, I think... Two of three comedians that ever came out of Vegas. Yeah, who are the three? Shuli from the Stern Show. Oh yeah, Shuli, and then Joe Coy was. He's oh, from Joe there Coy. too. 
But he was in a different kind of group. He, like, kind of moved quickly and went. Because when I started, which was just after when you started, the, the local comedy clubs wouldn't let us play there. At least they didn't let me. It was, Not, like, no. very. The strip would all, even their fucking MCs, they'd bring them in from L.A. So we had to be street kids and go into bars. And you had just left. You'd realize you got to get out of here. And then I had started. And when I started, there was one open mic every other week. I remember that. You had to go, like, deep in Flamingo or Durango or somewhere, place like that. I, I remember when I first met you, I came in like I was some fucking king of Las Vegas because I would moved and I was getting $125 a night. I'm going to walk back there like I'm I remember a it, too. I remember exactly where you, you were sitting. You ran the open mic, right? I started my own open mic because everyone was always like, oh, New York City Congress, get up like 47 times a night. And I'm like, oh, I got to get up more. So I just would find all these empty bars, be like, what's your slow night? Give me a night. And I would every night I would be running my own show. And you came over to a show at the Wet Stop, which was across the street from the uh, UNLV on Maryland Parkway. Wow. And you came out, and I still remember where you were sitting, and you were somewhat heckling me a little bit. And I'm like, dude, we cool? And then for some reason, it just got really cool right there. And then it was always been really nice, man, you know? So you always, always would come in and do a little stage time. We were, I was such a street kid. I had no clue how to play comedy clubs. I was just a, a straight-up Vegas bar comic when I moved to L.A., and like, I had to learn how to play clubs. And it's a totally different animal. Yeah, well, you, you didn't even... In Vegas, when we started, because you have no interaction with professional comedians. There was open mic, and then there was the strip that wouldn't touch you. Yes. So maybe you could sneak in or buy a ticket to see professional comics, but they're not talking to you. You're not hanging out with them. And it was just like... It was like such a different time for comedy too like when you look at like what you were doing last night compared to what was like i started in a generation where everybody wanted to be seinfeld and it was all like you know what's up with ice cream and like and you're like i don't want to talk about this shit i want to talk about you know all the chaos going in my life and so it was impossible to get into those rooms so we just developed in like this we i'm you know we were like we were like that japanese guy that got lost in the island and thought like world war ii was going on for like yeah. 50 years oh uh, like guam we, yeah, yeah we were just we were living by our own rules and making our own rules of comedy and like trying to figure out what was going i remember uh the open mic it was the escape lounge too and now it's the one i did my 25 year anniversary i'm the so dive pissed bar. i missed that uh, oh, that's right. You were just left town the night before. Or I something. was somewhere. I had a gig that night. I would have canceled if I could, if but, I could have. But uh, the the guy that ran it, Ron uh, Scrawny Ronnie Scrawny Putnam, Ronnie, uh, he uh, he was going to make it a big deal. He was always going to make everything a big deal. He's like a fat Kramer from Seinfeld. Uh, so he's getting someone from the <laughs> Riv to come down between shows to for our open mic. <laughs> and he got Geechee Guy, where he's, he's going to pay someone, so we're going to be... You know, Geechee Guy yeah, came yeah, down, yeah. <laughs> got heckled, and said, I don't come down to where you work and unplug the Slurpee machine. Yeah. <laughs> the back of the room fell out. The comics had never even heard the hackiest fucking heckler retort, because they're so removed from regular comedy. It's just a whole foreign thing, dude. <laughs> like, in, living in the wild. And within two weeks, everyone had a version of that. <laughs> And then they would always bring him down. It was just, and it was like, I still to this day remember Bruce Baum. I don't know if you're cool with him, but that dude cut my time my first weekend ever playing a comedy club. What, still, was the, what was the club? 
Who's the Riviera? Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Sharippa. Yeah. He let me open for. Uh, he let me open for Nick DiPaolo, and then he asked me to bring me back like a week later, and that was a huge deal. I remember that because they weren't letting anybody go up anywhere. Was it the uh, Dirty Show? Yeah, the I played ex- the Dirty Show. Yeah. Nick DePaul was with this gorgeous blonde and just fighting with her the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I think that's his wife, yeah. <laughs> and then, just, I don't know if they got married, but then he had some of the funniest fucking jokes. And it was like this guy doing real, like, it was such structured material that I'd never seen before. Like, really structured shit. And it was like, had this great bit about why is there a Hooters in Vegas where you could pay a chick five bucks a shit on your face? You know, it's like, <laughs> and then the whole time I always wondered that. Like, why are there Hooters in Las Vegas, man? And I never understood structure. So it took a long time for me to learn structure because we were just teaching ourselves. Yeah. And you had to leave to get stuff. And like, there oh, was, you had there to was, actually teach yourself once you got out of there to go, oh, don't do that. Yeah, to, that's like, not good. A relearn. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. What do they call that with cults where they have to deprogram? Deprogram. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you would, I would just hear stories about you. And, like, and I kind of borrowed, like, in my opinion, was like this kind of attitude is like, okay, oh, you want me to go do this fucked up shit? I'll go try it just to see if I can get a minute out of it. You know, because I would hear these stories about you, and you know, I remember these two guys show up, and they were just hanging out. I was like, "Oh, dude, you you know Doug Sam? Oh, yeah, he's fucking great." He goes, "Oh, dude, he just came to our job. We do gay phone sex, and uh, he just like dropped ass into gay phone sex." And I was like, "Mushrooms." I was like, "Holy fuck!" And then I heard you do the whole bit on it, and it was so fucking funny. And I'm like, the amount of balls it would take. To go fucking drop acid and do gay mushrooms. Sex. It was mushrooms. It, it's a, this story's in the Lucid new book yeah. coming out. Ralphie May dropped me off. Is that the coaching horses? That's a lot. I'm not giving it away. It's in the fucking new book. Fuck. I'm not telling. Available when? October 31st. But you pre-order, can pre-order now. now on Amazon.com. So is this what number book is this? Two. Damn, that's amazing. But yeah, this one's just like the fucking road stories like that, or not road stories, comedy stories. But uh, when the audiobook goes out, you want to do kind of like what we're doing here. You want to talk to people from the book yeah. where they just swap stories about incidents in the book. Which yeah, is the last audiobook, anyone that I could get that was in the book, we just cut at some point in the book when they're mentioned. And then, because my memory's dog shit. Yeah. So, and then we'll have a, like a brief mini podcast in the audiobook. But this one, I can't wait because it, it, wor- it worked well yeah. on that one. So this one, I got to get Dan Tosh. Dan Tosh yeah. is in two different stories with, uh, uh, yeah, where I, 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 I'll fucking nail him down. I'll make him <laughs> do it. Like, it's not a podcast. It's just to tell your version of the story, I'll tell mine. Go to him in his Malibu place. Yeah, his drug lord fucking house he lives in. <laughs> I can imagine. I went to Dane Cook's drug lord fucking place. Oh, really? Like, Holy fuck, dude. Was you his, live, who, who, who owned this? Pablo Escobar before what? you? Yeah. When you was, guys his were brother, was his brother there when you knocked on the door? <laughs> Probably no, not. It's, it's, Just it's running not, out with bags. This is not Dane's house out. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, nope. if you got properly churned out in Vegas, you might have that house. Yeah. That's <laughs> so <know>. true. <laughs> Take all those edges off. Do some voices. <laughs> Just repeat the same thing over. Where do you see yourself in five years? I'm just walking. I'm just walking. I'm walking. Just walking. If you do it in the pop, he's so good. Yeah. Well, the thing was, we were going to go to talk to him about being part of this Dublin's 
doc we were going to do about the about the famous oh, Dublin's comedy Dublin's. show. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Is this the one down on the on the I, Boulevard? I, I, uh, yeah. I, I don't mean to be a cut, but I was doing uh, doubles, double whiskey, uh, splash of coke. That, the, she puts so much fucking lemon juice in this that I'm getting that? acid reflux. The, the drink that you handed me, the empty drink, did not have whiskey coke in there. Yeah, it did. It was like, I, well, I'm I drained sorry. it. I'm sorry, my belly I hurts. Suck, I, can I get a different I drink? Well, I'll get you some, yeah, but you just can handed. Can I get my? Uh, I, uh, I need more whiskey you unless uh, uh, I have diverticulosis. So when I get to, it, just kicks right in, and then it so sticks what am in I, my what throat. What am I getting you here? A double whiskey, double splash whiskey of coke. splash of coke. Yeah. Don't worry, Andy will drink that. No, I'm going to no, take I'm, this and I'm throw a, it in her face I've been like sober. we usually do I've been, when someone makes I'm it. I'm going on six months of sobriety. No, I'll drink I'll drink that. What? Well, I was... Uh, Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I got busted some, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot you can't drink because uh, he has oh, his own yeah, story. Yeah, we'll oh, get to that on... Yeah. Here. We, well, Me too, brother. We're together, we're not cast. drinking yeah. tonight. We're, this I, is, this is a swap cast. We'll get to Andy Should later. Do like a kumbaya yeah. thing. This is a, te- this is a teaser, tonight. sir. That's why I, I was uh, trying to get I back I stopped to doing it. drugs like you. I, I got to a point in my life uh, where I just got pulled over and arrested too much. I get so that. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take a break. I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, and how you long know, have you're you doing been sober? Great. I didn't even know you were a fuck up. Well, dude, to be honest with you, I had five years. Then I went out a little while. <clears throat> And now I'm back up to like six sixty days. Uh-huh. So, but the last one was off just smoking weed, and then I realized I don't like weed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, everybody's doing it. it's basically legal now. And then I realized mm-hmm. I'm a go fast guy. I like to go fast. I like to, you know, because going fast always involves sex. I like the reason I love coke, and the reason I was doing coke all the time at the comedy store because there were just chicks hanging out that were they were comedians. But they were just hanging out for the free blow and the and the and the. Fucking so you don't have a drug problem. <laughs> I have a drug and sex. They're like oh, tag yeah. team champions. Right. I, the only time I'm ever interested in sex is if I'm doing fucking uppers. Right. I, and girls just let you treat them like flashlights. They just let you light them up because they're like, "I'm not hungry. I'm not feeling hungry. You can do whatever you want." They just they just gack <laughs> out them, on grab it. Grab them by the pussy. Yeah, they just they don't give a shit. <laughs> Here's some blow, yeah. and you can finger blast them. They don't care. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Is this grab an excerpt from Bill Cosby? I can't book? wait to run. Hey, it just they go I to sleep again. Can't wait to run again, for president and just have them play this. Yeah, there's, yeah it's really yeah. There's the nothing wind. off the table. I don't care. My whole thing is I want to be as brutally honest. I'm never. I'm not even close to Doug's level, but I. I just want to be. I just have this fear. I'm going to get blackmailed at some point. Someone's going to try to blackmail me, and they'll be like, "Well, we're going to tell everybody this." I'm like, "It's on my second album." <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get to that point. You've. You, well, initially, you you come out first with the story. You tell it, and then no one's interested. I mean, they, if you make it funny, but no one can go. Oh, yeah, no, I said it first. Yeah, you yeah. Catch me. Yeah. yeah. I, what if? What if we let everybody know you do this? It's like, well, I've already let them know. They all came to my show at the Funny Bones at the yeah, Destiny Mall. Yeah, yeah. And they heard that. I, I, but I've, I've found myself retreating for a couple of reasons. Where you get to a certain age where people are like involved in the story, you can't. Oh yeah. Mention their names and without <laughs> mentioning. That happened to me at the Comedy Store podcast I was talking about. There was a certain girl at a certain time who basically ushered cocaine back into the Comedy Store. And I called it the blah, blah, blah era, which was her name. And she went <laughs> nuts. She tried to get legal stuff going on. Uh, and, at the con- and so it's like, okay, so I can't ever mention their names. But 
Yeah, I mean, like, so all my stories involve somebody crazy. And there's just, like, I'm slowly getting more and more honest with what I'm talking about on stage. Because I'm in my mid-40s. What am I hiding about anymore, you know? Well, just, like, there's the a difference that. between you being honest and you not, like, making yourself culpable for getting someone arrested. Right, I mean, you, right. I mean, you, you not saying someone's name, that doesn't take the honesty out of the story. That's just self-preservation. No, I get you. I no? got you. Like, I talk about how I was almost got molested twice because like almost yeah then the whole point is i did because i'm a grower not a shower you know what i'm saying they they threw me it's those banana dick kids you gotta fuck keep your eye on but but it was two guys and one was father dan and the other guy was mr watts and my mom asked me not to say his full name but i'm like he got convicted. Mr. Watts me dress. <laughs> was Mr. Watts going to show up? And Mr. Watts me shower. Yeah, but literally, like <laughs> he got weird. Like we were playing college, we were playing high school sports, and we were like in seventh, eighth grade. And Mr. Watts would come in and shower with us and be like, "Okay, talk about the game." We're like, "This is incredibly inappropriate." Why are we? Why are you in the showers with us? And I talk about it on stage. I did, in my book, the first book. I talked about a gym teacher that was was obviously, and he would linger in the showers, and I didn't ever shower because I lived across the street. And uh, I, you like, don't now. I assume that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah, you don't have yeah, to qualify. Why do you get a shower every day? You don't. It was showers after gym class, and Mr. Prince, they made me fucking. I don't. They might have made me take that whole piece out of the book. I remember they. Had a, a big issue. The legal on the book was like so fucking hardcore. Was the guy ever convicted? No, I have no idea. That's but I remember I the I'm last okay. day of school when I was moving anyway, I called him faggot. <laughs> I named my high school <laughs> yeah. date who left me a prom and went and fucked the 10th grader. I talk about that on stage. It's like, and my friend's like, you name her? I'm like, yeah, she knows she did it. It's called revenge, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I dated you because I thought you were going to fuck me at prom. I didn't ask to fucking skank out because I wanted fucking pretty woman. I asked you because I thought you were going to fuck me. And you went home and fucked the 10th grader. It's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Karma's a bitch. That's what, that's what when you hear the phrase, I think you're pretty, it means I want to fuck you. That's yeah. it. It doesn't mean I, asked, I like anything about you. It's just you're pretty. The two girls asked me to continue. One was my friend. One of her. The second one was the biggest slut in school. I thought I was going to fuck her didn't happen then problem like i'm banging a fucking whore which one is available well, at, at cotillion cotillion they <laughs> is that call what cotillion. they teach you there yeah the, uh... cotillion where the girls ask the guys <laughs> when did you move to vegas i moved in 91 how old were you i was 18 because your family's still here so you just moved on your own yeah i moved all like a minute okay when i was young my dad would just Brainwash me into getting out of upstate New York. You gotta get out of here. You gotta, gotta move to Vegas. It's too late for me. Save yourself. <laughs> My dad's whole Julie. life is he is now living like a college kid in Prescott, Arizona. Him, his black girlfriend, and they just sit at casinos all day. Your and dad's gamble. De Niro? Yeah, basically. <laughs> and he just gambles all day. So he's kind of living the life he wants to. He's from that age where you had to. Uh, you know, get married right out the gate, or else you were gay. If you didn't get married by, like, 19, you were a momo, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he got married to my mom. Both of them were miserable. My mom literally, for I remember driving to my grandparents' house, and my mom would, and which is a four-hour drive. It should be a two-hour drive. My mom driving, it's a four-hour drive. And she would drive like this 
with she her would, elbow up beside. So she couldn't see my father. <laughs> she didn't want to look at my dad. And we're like, Mom, do you have a condition? She's like, no, we're just blocking fucking looking at my old man. <laughs> love love only works when you figure it out. <laughs> right. I, I can't fucking stare at this cunt again. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I look at my elbow all the yeah. time, I can get another year in. That was yeah. because it was right before just everybody. It was kind of when... Do, People did, still didn't get divorced. It was just the beginning yeah. of everybody like I'm fucking out. Like Hallmark exists in How that. How old like, are you? I'm in my forties, late forties, mid forties, oh. mid forties, uh, mid early forty seven. Let's not go too crazy. <laughs> no, forty four. Oh, well, that's but yeah. yeah. My mother oh, divorced yeah. my dad because it was cool at the time. Like, yeah. Divorce was the thing, and she admitted that. Yeah. And it's like most divorces are done by women. Women do seventy five percent of the voice because they're like, and I get half the shit. Why not? Why wouldn't I get the fuck out of here? So, but then it wasn't. And it's very interesting because you ever think about your childhood and how it affects your stand-up? Like no. for me, like I listen, <laughs> I do you know Theo Vaughn? You ever listen to yeah, Theo yeah, Vaughn? I know Theo. Well, I listened to him. We were talking one day. He was telling me about how as a kid he hated his life. So he'd just make up stories to tell people. And now he's like this insane storyteller to the point where you always go, is that a real story? And then you realize it could be a fake fucking story. Me and my friends, we just... We stopped fighting and we just started ripping each other new assholes. Like, there's this pizzeria called Pontillo's, and if you sat in the wrong booth, you would just get verbally assaulted nightly. And you just learned how to get fast with yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. you had to learn how to start fucking slicing and dicing people. And that's why I'm really good at, like, crowd work and shit like that, because I got my ass handed to me for so long as a kid. And then I remember the first time in Vegas where I killed a heckler, and it was just like, oh! You know, it's like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, the problem is, once you do that, that's all the crowd wants. They get bloodlust, mob mentality, and they want more. They don't want you to go back to that story about the time that you missed your Greyhound bus. <laughs> no, dude, kill that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Kill Talk him. about this fucker, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I moved out of Vegas in 91. I wanted to be a stand-up since I remembered. And then I How, what, like, Why Vegas? Okay, for two, because my dad just convinced me that I should move to Vegas. A little did I know it was a ploy so he could buy a house for me to <laughs> rent out, and they could write off on his taxes that he had to go to Vegas all the time. And you were 18. I was 18, and then I'm Armenian, so Jerry Tarkanian was the coach, and he was like, he's the greatest Armenian ever to live in the history of time. Uh, so I lived there then. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to Vegas, and it was the best time. I showed up, I had hair down to hair, and I had the, it was the best. It was the best time. Vegas was a great time. I had just left. I left in uh, 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 90, March of 90, I think. Why'd you leave? Chasing a girl to Phoenix. Oh, is know? that where you went to, Phoenix? Yeah, I was, I, I was in love. So I moved. I had done comedy for six months. Oh, no, 91, sorry. Yeah, March of 91. Because I, I started in uh, August of 90, and I left in March of 91. To chase this girl, and I get a, a house MC gig at a moribund comedy club for like six months before it died. Up in Phoenix? In Phoenix, yeah. You were already well known, though. Like, I feel like you came out in, the, yeah, in Vegas well. open mic. But yeah, but you were a legend back. You and one other know. guy. Do you remember the other guy? You It was two of you had started it. Rob Rock was the other guy. Rob Rock, who uh, eventually came out that it was almost all his stuff he stole. <laughs> I remember he was putting together an album or something, I was, <laughs> and I only saw him perform once. I never saw him perform ever again. Yeah, he he he, he, he put he, together he, several albums. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he came out that he had stolen everything he did, but he got pussy. That's, yeah. That's the only reason we were well, in the game. That's why you started, right? Yep. Oh, Even yeah. if you steal pussy, you, there's no way to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> Once you own it, it's yours. It was so much fun doing stand-up in college. How long did you do stand-up there before you left? I think three or four years. And then I had gotten... I basically had my own show on the Vegas Strip at what was then the Holly, the Holiday Inn. Do you remember the Holiday Inn that was on no. Vegas Strip? It had the giant roller. It was like such garbage. But they gave me my own show. And we were so filthy that they freaked out after like three weeks. And they're like, you got to go. But I had my own show there. <laughs> and then I was in an improv troupe called The Mutiny. And we had uh, basically had... We were in all the Boulder casinos. Every night we'd be doing a different Boulder casino, getting paid a hundred bucks a show. That time, that's fuck you money when you're starting, yep. right? And then I uh, started doing a couple things that with Sharipa. And after that, I kind of I was like, oh, I did it for the listener. And I, I, I this actually came up in an interview, and I think it's in the new book. But Sharipa, he's uh, he was uh, what was his character? Bob, it was a big pussy. It was Bobby the, Balaclava yeah, or something, something like that. He's like, like one of the first lieutenants on. Uh, uh, he plays a, a, a dumbered, a dullard on but The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, but he was he was but one of his Tony's a, main guys. But he ran the Riviera Club like he was. You thought he is was the, the fucking of, mob. Yeah. And his famous quote is, you're doing seven minutes, not 701, not 699. Seven. <laughs> you know, so weird. But when you, that triple X show that you did for him, that's where I, like, he would slap me in the face. I came <laughs> wow. off a triple run when I, like, now I'm getting booked. And they finally booked me for a regular show. And I did some shit that killed and Butte, Montana at the Copper King. <laughs> About my puppy going in the heat in the car. It's just like shit that... And I'm doing it at the Riv, and he fucking slapped me in the face. You don't do that fucking puppy bleeding pushy <laughs> shit my fucking club. <laughs> and then years later, when he's doing that triple X, he's like, instead of, you're doing 7 not 701 699 he goes, this is triple X rated. You don't say pussy, you say cunt. <laughs> All right. Just but don't slap me. changed? Though, just think about how the rules were and what you had to do to do your type of comedy. And, like, now it's just, like, you sold out the, the fucking funny bone in Syracuse, New York. It's like such a different fucking time. Well, now I've it's I've done twenty six years of this, right. so I have my own audience that I could not offend unless I uh, you know got I sober it, or found Jesus. The only way I could lose them. But <laughs> I people ask me, hey, how has comedy changed? Because I hear you know, oh, you can't. But you do. You still do spots at the comedy store for regular people i refuse to do i only do comedy when i'm getting paid by my audience that knows what they and that's a beautiful thing dude i i would love to i don't know i'm just a stage whore dude you know it's like the night before i did an hour and every night for like six seven nights at the, or like four nights in a row at the funny i love doing stand-up i just love talking shit i love to see how far i can go with these crowds and if I don't walk a couple crowds, a couple tables, I don't feel like I did my job. I don't even like doing. I, I don't even like talking at all, much less on stage. 
every time I, uh, but it's made me appreciate comedy more. When I go to LA, I'll watch shows, I'll laugh at people that I would usually excoriate when I lived there. Like, right. That's not, you know, it's derivative of this and that. Now I actually enjoy comedy because I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I wanted to come watch you because I don't get to watch a lot of the people that my friends and just people I look up to like do Like beginning to end yeah. so is a luxury I'll see when you're a road minutes, con- That's great. But, but when you can actually sit and watch an entire set. And watch like how totally you work, different. why you work, what works. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? Like, and are having you s- known the crowd the week before, yeah. like what that area is like. But that's uh, also, if I have to, if I say, oh, yeah, I'll do a 10-minute spot. First of all, I don't have 10 minutes. I have a bit that's 22 minutes. No, that's great. I don't know how to cut it out. But if, <laughs> if I'm going to do a set, I'm going to be in my head about what am I going to say I'm not watching the show, so I'd yeah. rather just watch the Come show. Come and hang out. I get yeah. that. But I also like putting shows together at the Comedy Store where it's like, oh, Doug's going to be in town. So Doug's going to be in town. Then Rogan's going to be in town. Then Kreischer's going to be in Let's do a show where everybody can just get up there and talk a lot of shit and have a lot of fun. I love doing those, too. Well, last night, I, I, I forgot to mention it. I Last night's show was three people that were on the best podcast that ever happened. Yeah, I'm so thankful you two asked me to go on that. I really didn't expect that, and I was sitting in the back. I was just three out of my four favorite guys, you, Rogan, Bill Burr were there. The only one that if David Tell was there, my head would have exploded. (laughs) But that's like my favorite four. And then to be able to get asked out to go there. and For the first hour, I'm just like a kid with like leukemia who just won a radio contest and just you know just sit <laughs> there keep running you know? nobody tackles you keep <laughs> running, keep yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. you know and I'm just like watching all this and it was like I don't know if you'll ever have a podcast that will hit so well because of what was going on that night nobody expected that no for this chick to just flame out and not win and it's just like Everybody in there is all your guys' fucking fans, and like to have you guys talking them through this insane moment in this country was it, it'll never be well, like the live that updates. Marilyn Manson backstage. I just wanted to find out if condoms yeah. were going to be necessary. I just like that was really my biggest thing. <laughs> the, the, the night before, bingo, you know, air flight. Unbelievable. Out, you know, I, I, I have so no, many backstories. No memory of like Dude, this, I remember fucking having to bail into the shower. <laughs> Somehow they have a shower so in the back, in the back, back girl of the peed green on room. Or tried to pee on me in that shower one time. We had a running bet with this chick that she wouldn't pee on me. She go, I'll pee on you. And like it started getting some weird she like deer she hunter make thing. Product. You know? What? Wait, she couldn't make product. She, she did. Tried. Well, it's a funny story actually. Isn't it easy to fake peeing in a shower? Yeah. Well, we didn't turn on oh, the shower. Okay. We right. were just I'm laying down. And everybody, uh, you know what? Uh, that, that I was, I was waiting for a, 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 uh-huh. when Andy was oh. about to go on a tangent so I could pee. But since you brought oh. it up, yeah, oh, we do have to take a yeah, break. This anyway, break is sponsored by urine. <laughs> <laughs> Diddle. Diddle. We'll get back to the pee story right after these messages. <laughs> Greg Chaley. Big fan of Dollar Shave Club. We're not beardy people like the uh, Glenn Wools and the uh, Brendan Walshes of the world. No, we shave like gentlemen. Like gentlemen. Be a gentleman. Get ready for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Shave is part of it. 
It's kind of like our suits. We suit up for a show because if they came to see a show, they don't want to see some douchebag in a T-shirt with a beard, some kind of ironic journey T-shirt. No, they want to see someone shaved up and well-dressed. Shined. Not showered necessarily. I can't back you up on that. (laughs) They're not going to smell you from that distance. Tell me about Dollar Shave Club, because, Chaley, you have a a history. I, have a, I just looked it up. I, I became a, a member of Dollar Shave Club on October 8th, 2012. When you say member, do you guys meet up, like, every third Saturday? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like uh, we do, we do uh, poker rallies. <laughs> we <laughs> How does Dollar Shave Club work? Dollar Shave they, they send you. Do they know when you need to shave? Actually, what they do is they 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 are available to send you what you need to shave. And the beauty is, there's no hidden costs and there's no commitments. You can just put it on hold at any time. Say like you got you you want to uh, grow out a little stubble. You want to you want to uh, try that for a while. You want to attack her beaver with a vengeance that makes. Her dump you so you don't have to feel the pressure of dumping her. You can grow out some stubble. I don't know how it works. Dollar Shave Club, it's a smart choice. Get a great shave at a great price. And they got a really good deal right now. Uh, For a limited time, get your first month with the executive razor. That's the highest level. That's the highest package. 17 blades. I think it's six. <laughs> I, it's too many for me. I have the four. I have the four blade. I have my issues with too many blades, but you can choose. But you if- you go all the way down to two blades. But you get the for a limited time. They got uh, first month. You get the executive razor with a tube, three ounce tube of Doctor Carver's shave butter, which I've used that for a couple years now, and uh, for only five bucks plus free shipping. I used to use Analies. <laughs> now I use. Dr. Pud's fudge butter. <laughs> you mean Dr. Carver's shave butter. You haven't used it yet. I use it. I'm just... I'm telling I've, you. I used it the wrong way is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was in a tight spot in a pickle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you just make that sound effect with your mouth? You wanted a tight spot sound. I thought that's what the red light was for. I thought you actually hit a button. I'm like, there's no button here. <laughs> It's a fifteen dollar value. It's always free shipping, and you're going to get that first month with the executive razors. That's four cartridges and the three ounces of Doctor Carver Shea Butter for only five bucks. And Doctor Carver Shea Butter is really good. It's really smooth on the skin, and it's clear, so you can see the beard that you're shaving. A lot of times, shaving cream, it's it's that the foam, you know, those those ones we've seen forever, and you can't see the, what you if you want to carve a dollar sign. Or, you want to or do something? an L.A. Clippers logo. There you go. How can you do that if, you, if you've got a big, thick, white beard? Of, I don't uh, know, but I know you just said the word that my audience will appreciate only five bucks. Yeah. Even my audience has five bucks. And like I said before, no commitments. You can you can put it on hold at any time. You can cancel at any time. There's no hidden fees, and the replacement cartridges come each month. Or you can go if every other month. If you join ISIS and they go, no, you have to grow that shit out. There's no commitment. You can't go. Oh, I joined Dollar Shave Club, but I also want to join ISIS, where I need a beard 
because it's a Muslim thing. No, no, you can just pick one way or the other. Put it on hold, baby. You don't right. know if this Muslim thing's going to work out. Right. Maybe the town is being overrun by American patriots, and now you need to shave. Yep. That's, now, now that's you when turn you go to on. the yeah. That's turn when you go to on. the seven blades because you're going to need all of them to get rid of that fuzz. <laughs> yeah, that's thick. You made a bad decision. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes the only way out of ISIS is Dollar Shave Club. I'll tell you what, you can't make a bad decision with going with Dollar Shave Club. You can only get this exclusive offer at dollarshaveclub.com slash stanhope. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash stanhope. Slash stanhope. It's your only way out of ISIS. Dollar Shave Club, it's a smarter choice. Yeah, all right, red lights on. Red light, red light on. on. Red I, light go, kids go. Uh, we uh, I uh, we pissed. We got a new round of uh, drinks Drink, for me and Chaley, and uh, I broke up a conversation <laughs> between Sam Tripoli and Andy Andrist. Someone uh, I did, had to do some interview. I think it was Playboy dot com. Where I had to do two, I had to do press for the last CISO special with yeah. Murphy and Glenn Wool and and uh, Walsh. Brendan Walsh. I did Playboy.com and AOL like a lot. Like really, am I doing a Radio Shack in store? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? AOL, AOL, AOL Build is a new yeah, product yeah, they, they've got. And a new what I, I, product? But, but it's Playboy and AOL, two defunct. <laughs> anyway, the point is that uh, someone said, well, you know, uh, why do L.A. comics get all this shit uh, and New York comics? And I like, I didn't even know this is a thing, but that's this is what I walked into. Well, there's always been and, an L.A. And- comics versus New York comics. And I've, you know, my problem is I've always been at the comedy store, which has been its own kind of like mecha dojo. You know, of certain things going. Now it's like an insane asylum of oh, it's the lineups. Are, great. Of, uh, it's awesome. Unbelievable. It's awesome. Like, I, I, I get to go and, uh, and be part of these insane lineups, you know. But I got to go out. Oops, sorry. I got to go out and do um, to do New York a little bit because everyone's always telling me go out there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play the, the, you know, the Funny Bone. And then Skank Fest has happened a week before. I'll go out and do Skank Fest and have fun. And I got the gig out there, and it was like Death Squad shows with Skankfest, Legion of Skank fans. So it was a ton of fun. But I was watching the comedy, and someone told me a quote that Duncan Trussell had really well, that, that I thought really was pretty pinpoint accurate, and that the difference between L.A. comics and New York comics is like New York City comics tend to be like counterculture more, whereas L.A. comics can't are conformists. They can't conform quick enough. They are just begging to conform like it's the la comics who are just always outraged about everything just hoping to get a couple extra twitter followers are going or you know it's like whatever like some chick snitches on some guy that was like hey you want to fuck she's like no and he's like fuck you pig and then she screenshots it and puts it everywhere (laughs) and then everyone's outraged that a guy we got you know was mean to a chick you know and 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 they're the quickest ones (laughs) and all the dudes who are mean to chicks shit on that guy who is mean to a chick (laughs) yeah like dude how could you do that how could you do that and then these are the guys that i know like are known for like filming chicks sucking their dick when the girls don't know that 
or they got restraining orders out against them by their ex-girlfriends, but they're like yelling and screaming on the internet, demanding women, guys respect women, respect them, all in the hopes that maybe some shadow group of of gay guys who run Hollywood will fucking give them an audition on a TV show or some fucking shit like that. They can't conform quick enough. And and what I've noticed, I'm not there a lot because it's a fucking living, breathing cancer, the L.A. Uh, Dude, uh, I'm just... I think about leaving all the time. Yeah. Just, I, I'll miss the store. Yeah, it's, it's it, fucking... this store is unbelievable. Firing and all I, cylinders. I, yeah. yeah, I got into comedy right when comedy died in 1990 after the 80s boom, and I left when it's just having even bigger than it was. It's well, Rogan and Dom Herrera were both. From Dom even more than Joe, but they're both kind of have one foot in one era, one foot in this new era, and they they say this one's way better than that old one. It's fantastic. It's great, man, and there's so many outlets now, but I just love being in New York, and you can't say, I mean, and the reason I think that New York is better than L.A. in terms of comedy is because everybody lives on top of each other in New York. In L.A., when you really look at it, it's so segregated. Rich Jews over here, Mexicans over here, blacks over here, you know, uh, uh, gay guys here, whatever it is. It's all the uh, nobody's interacting with each other. So they get all offended because they're not on top and they don't realize everybody's assholes and they should all get ripped new assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my biz. Like, everybody should have to work at Denny's for two years. And then at the end of it, you would really have there'd be no political correctness. It's like service, we would all like, equally hate each other. Yeah. Like service in like Israeli army. Yeah, but for here, just be Denny. Yeah, you have to work the graveyard <laughs> yeah. two years yeah. and have the universe shit on your chest. Yeah. Everybody understands what hash browns are. Yeah, and right. And we can go on from there. Yeah, we could be like <laughs> black people don't tip, and everyone's like they don't. They really don't. They really don't. And no one would get offended. <laughs> so uh, uh, and w- when I go there. I'm always just like, so happy to be like Go around where? comedians. I don't want to do a set. I want I want to just I want to hang out. Like, you're talking about the store. The store. Oh, yeah. When you go to the store now, it's fucking booming. We did a did couple. Did we talk of- about this on a podcast, or did I talk about this? We've talked about it a couple of times. Uh, we're fucking with Chris yeah. Rock and Dave Spade, and I'd already taken my Xanax. All right. I've already told that story. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, that uh, was the Morgan Murphy one. Is this leading into the Buffalo. Andy Dick situation? Yeah. yeah that was our, that was I ended up making out with Andy Dick. Anyway. You made out with Andy Dick? Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Just happens. Well, he didn't fucking know who I was. I didn't like that. It was biting. That was that was less making out and more biting. Did he know where anybody who anybody was at that point? I he gets no, blackout crazy. I, no, I was the one. I wasn't going there. I was going down the hill to get cigarettes, and I go, well, if I have to go down this hill, I might as well go two blocks up to the comedy store, even though I already took my Xanax, and uh, I only take it to sleep, <laughs> and then I don't remember shit. But I remembered that, especially <laughs> after seeing all the pictures. <laughs> I uh, so I was doing this yeah, charity. I, event. I, I went you like it was the Lemon Club. You <laughs> oh Lemon <laughs> Party, Jesus Lemon Party. <laughs> yeah, we get a, those are pictures we got last night. Remember that old fuck that came yeah. to two shows in a row. Don't ever fucking come to two of my shows in a row, you asshole. Assholes. Oh, you hate that? I know. I, I know that. You hate it? Yeah. Because they see behind the curtain of comedy where it's well, the same shit. But they're still paying and they just want to watch. But it, I'll tell you what happens. If, I, if they tell me at the merch booth, hey, I'm going to the show tomorrow. And I go, all right, 
Let me, let me fill you in, buddy. Don't brag that to Doug at the merch booth tonight because I know that's what you want to do. That's why you're running it by me. I'm saying buy your T-shirt or don't buy your T-shirt, but don't tell him that because he will make an example. And then the next night, tell him, I was at last night's show too. And then he can't do anything because he's incensed on that. And they don't understand why, but it's just a thing that fucks I with your head. only like hot, dumb chicks think that you are making up as you're going. <laughs> it's you know, it's like oh, you said the same thing. Oh my god, I can't believe I let you show. Jizz yeah, on so my safe. tits. Hot you're dumb safe. chicks are the first people to walk out on their boyfriend who will stay. Yeah, <laughs> no, we've had that's that. a sure sign you got to break up. You want to know if a girl's good? Bring her to a Doug Stanhope show. If she laughs, that's a keeper. I I've had so many people over the years. Hey, I uh, uh, played your DVD. Special whatever for her just to see if she didn't laugh she's fucking out of here. You gotta and go. I've had a couple of chicks tell me that, which is random but very fulfilling. That uh, yeah, he's gonna like you before I will. Yeah, it's kind of like a, if my dog doesn't like you, I'm not gonna have a second <laughs> date. Well, who was I? My buddy's like, yeah, my girlfriend likes to say the N word a lot in jokes. He's like, it really offends me. I'm like, why? It's a joke. If you guys are just hanging out, I mean, like, if she's going around calling people that, that might be a problem. But if you're having sex and she's dropping M-bombs on you, that's a keeper. This Fuck is me, a- you narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. You nagger. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, we goofed on it earlier, the, the Donald Trump thing. It was just locker room talk. And you go, well, you should get in a green room. Because your locker room talk is pretty fucking weak. Yeah. If mm-hmm. all it is is grab him by the pussy. Yeah, in a fucking green room with... Hilarious premise, but let, where do you go with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I hate when uh, like people attack Trump for the wrong reasons. I cannot agree with that. Like, I, I, I do this thing called twerking in politics, because I, I think it's like the most vapid form of entertainment is twerking. You know, these girls who make hundreds of thousands of dollars just smacking their ass cheeks. I take, I rip their videos from Instagram and I put political messages <laughs> over them, right? Because I just think it's, th- it's just idiocracy. Uh, but it's like, there's real reasons to hate Trump. This Russian shit is not one of them. You're making shit up. You're let- and that's how you know the media is all in on it. Because... They're going after net neutrality. That is yeah. way worse than fucking everybody taking bribes from the Russians, which is what what's true. Yeah. I, I did a bit when uh, Bush was uh, running for office. I don't junior? know the first or time or the second time. Had to be junior. Yeah, the, the, the yeah the Bush Junior. Where yeah, they yeah. Uh, like he got a DUI. Died oh yeah, the, o- well, listen. October surprise. It was a big deal. Yeah. They wait. They they held that one out. Yeah, yeah, until yeah. October. Yeah, when this happened for my fans. Yeah, half of you had a fucking DUI. You're not focusing on, and it's us. Yeah, like, comedians that are like, come on, don't throw fucking stones at glass houses or whatever. Yeah, one hundred percent. I see people going off on this CNN video that Trump put out. <laughs> These comments are like, I cannot believe he's going after the press like that, dude. It's CNN. They're fucking assholes. Why do you give I've a switched, fuck? I've switched to Fox News, and that doesn't work. And then I just go to 
headline news where that overbright fucking white teeth Robin Mead girl oh. she has a this is the fucking super bright teeth I just want the newser I want the USA Today of news give me the beats I don't want a panel of nine people yeah. shouting I over each tell other. me what you think what I should be thinking yeah I want I what I've learned just watch the fucking ABC CBS NBC six o'clock news like your dad did when he was watching fucking Cronkite, no, get that was, thirty minutes. That, yeah. That's the uh, yeah, yeah. I saw last night the the seventies that uh-huh. CNN thing, and then Cronkite came up and they were reporting about the Vietnam War. And it's like that was when it was like that was just the facts, ma'am. Yeah, like no yeah. Friday, just yeah. the facts. And it's so different because when you're doing CNN or you're doing entertainment television, which Panels. is for news, they have to fill. So fucking they're going to panels. run the CNN Trump. WWF video over and over because they have to stretch. They're just yeah. trying to fill 24 hours of hey, fucking news. Here's a guy who's going to say something cunty, but let's have five people here to defend that cunty. Yeah. And let's just fill up 45 minutes of cunty uh, fucking talk. And that's what the, yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, was anything else want, going on in the news? No, I want to just tweeted. find out what's going on and then make my own opinion of it. I don't want you to tell me. So this is what you just saw. You, that's what they tell have you. Have you heard yeah. ISIS uh, took over Houston? Yeah. A couple days ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The worst is that. Uh, this all is named Juan and fucking. <laughs> this they won't is what, report it. This is what someone meant when they said this. Yeah. Wait a minute. I can't just hear what he said and form my own opinion. Yeah. Well, I, can't I think when that. the president keeps getting verbally attacked, he's got to verbally attack back. <laughs> Stupid shit. <laughs> fucking. He's an asshole. That's all you. He is go, an asshole, but he's. Yeah. He's like, there's real asshole reasons to hate him. No, oh, yeah. They keep telling us yeah. to hate for. Nothing. Because the real shit is what you could apply to Hillary or an Obama. That stuff, if they had you start paying attention to that, you start paying attention to what all they're all doing. And they don't want that. So they got to pick something that is so retarded that, that it can't stick to anything else. But yeah. that's what people know about. I don't give a fuck at all. Like, I want to hear alligator. Ate a baby yeah, out of his yeah. dad's I miss hands that story. in Disneyland. Like the the news of the weird kind of shit. Feel good pieces. And now CNN is so overwhelmed. Like all, everything's <laughs> Trump, and I don't. I never cared. I don't care. It doesn't really affect my life. That's yeah. why I get my news from conspiracy threads on on Reddit. That's oh, where I that's go get right. my. I heard uh, Chaley told me that you have a podcast that was all about fucking JFK assassinations. <laughs> yeah. like, or like the Tinfoil Hat podcast. Yes, he's had a, a, like twenty five. Was that? Yeah, we're about related? five in. Yeah, that. Well, once the it election does. started co- going through, and you know, I was a Bernie guy. I like. I keep wanting to believe in the political he's process. Coming I, Bernie's coming back. I keep wanting to believe in it, so I get sucked into it. And Bernie was my guy, and then I would just start to see them just. Ripping it from him, giving it to Hillary, and I was like, "Dude, you guys don't see this." That one's like, "No, I don't see it." I, she's, I'm with her, and you're like, and then like all the stuff they were bashing everybody. I'm like, you could easily say it about the uh, the the Clintons. So everything they were bashing Trump on, I'm like, the Clintons did the exact same thing. So then it just became this whole thing where I just, I wanted to pick something I enjoy talking. When I, you know, I've had a couple different podcasts. Podcast and one of them, I always say, what can I talk in a hundred episodes, two hundred episodes, three hundred episodes? And I like conspiracy. I love it. 
So that's the gist of tinfoil hat. Yeah, tinfoil hat. Yeah, tinfoil hat is with my friend Ryan Davis, who's a huge fan of yours. He, he just wanted to let you know if you needed anyone murdered, he uh, would do it for you. He's you heard the name James Inman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just going to float that out there as a uh, possibility. James Inman uh, once gave me some shit on Facebook, and I just love to see how long I can get people on the thread to go. And I'll just be like, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? Your point, and I'll just say it differently, and I see how long I yeah, can yeah, get yeah. them to go with me. Yeah, that's and what, Inman just kept oh, going. Yeah, exactly. I would just be like, why are you saying this to me? And then it would be like a fucking war and peace comment. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, what's the point? Just one line, war and peace comment. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> awesome. I'm glad people are still fucking with Inman because oh, I don't God. have the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oof. In, Inman is that's the key with Inman is how few words can I spill out and how many can I get in return? Yeah, what I feel like three, four words and get a thousand in return. I won't read them because it's fucking Inman. You should get him to LA for your podcast, <laughs> but make sure he has a round trip ticket. He, he was going off on uh, Alex Jones the other day, so I, I, I was having some fun with that. He's interesting. Yeah, I just love it, dude. And like, it's really amazing. Like, the feedback is like insanely good. Like, usually, like, I did a show, I did a podcast called The Naughty Show for a while mm-hmm. with uh, Gareth Reynolds and uh, this other person, and we, uh, I mean, at some point, like, I've interviewed every cross-dressing midget out there. I just, I'm, I'm over it. It's fun. Then I just found, like, I just love talking, like, conspiracies. I love questioning everything. It's free. You know, just have fun with it. And then it just goes off. I, so uh, do you think Kennedy's head got whacked by a Frisbee disc tossed by a midget? Maybe? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a theory. I, I know it's tragedy. true. <laughs> like we, the, any kind of, oh, this is really fucked up. Let's get on this. Well, my, one of my favorite memories of Doug is uh, you were doing Miyagi's in Hollywood you remember, like, the three-floor sushi bar? It's now Pink Taco, but it used to be Miyagi's, which was uh, a sushi. That's familiar. It was owned by uh, the people in Dublin's. And Jay Davis, Dublin's, was killed. Oh. They wanted him to do another night across the street. And uh, this was right after 9-11. And you were just doing this bit about uh, kids going, Mommy, is that... Is that plane going to fly into a building? And you're like, how everybody's emotionally fucking being weird about that. And you had this great riff down it. I just watched Orny Adams, who's from New York, going, fuck, man. Not cool. I'm like, dude, it's comedy. It's fucking <laughs> Orny <comedy>. Adams? Yeah. <laughs> Bent out of shape? There's stockbrokers still landing out there. <laughs> the, the, the only better uh, 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 name would be Steve Ranazizi. Ranazizi, yeah. <laughs> Ranazizi, oh, yeah. That was hilarious. I have to pretend to be upset about this. I, I set a bad precedent. <laughs> that guy's good. Ranazizi is a great guy. He did something incredibly stupid. And he fucking he got out of it. Finally fessed up, and that, that it beat him to the. I mean. You do it, it, you own it. God, I've done yep. so much dumb shit. I got robbed by the same hooker twice in one day buying drugs. I can't judge anybody. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I got as a great eraser? I went to my physician, and I was just talking like I do. And he goes, have you ever been uh, diagnosed bipolar? 
Uh, no, I have not. And then we talked a little more, and he diagnosed me bipolar. <laughs> it's the best fucking eraser you can have in life. I've done some shitty things. I've fucking done a ton of shitty things. Now I just look back and go, well, I had a problem, and I was searching for the right mix. That's great. That's so great. You blame everything on bipolar? Yeah, I'm bi- fucking yeah, I'm bipolar as fuck, man. I'm surprised I'm even sitting here without pancakes. I love it. I have crippling social anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, I love. It. I mean, it was the best news I could have got. I thought I was maybe dying, love, and I'm like, "Woo, yeah, I'm I crazy." Love that he he like prevented you by like making sure you hadn't been diagnosed with what he was going to. <laughs> like diagnose you want to be the first one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, have you ever bought two left shoes he, in a yeah, one box? Yeah, he spotted no? a heart yes, arrhythmia uh, yeah. just from one. <laughs> Listen, so like I, when we want to be the first one to tell somebody their tragic news or super good news, he yeah. want to be the first one. Yeah. Has anyone told you you're bipolar? Okay, guess what? You're bipolar. <laughs> Woo! Where do I go? Do I get a trip somewhere? Through this door here or up this ramp? <laughs> yeah, where do, in the van? Oh, I do love it. Do you go it. for a second yeah. opinion on that? Because I was, no, because I've done. You want that. I've done you a lot of, no, I don't want to fucking, I know. I've done so you much creepy shit everything. that I can't even fucking factor in. I can't discuss on podcast. I can't even weigh on a fucking scale. I've done that creepy you shit. You want out. Like when you're like, hey, dude, did you make this kid smell your farts on a plane? Exactly. And you're like, I'm bipolar. But, but, <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. I couldn't. I I couldn't stop myself if I wanted to because I'm uh, diseased. <laughs> That's what I took it as. Like fuck yeah, man! I was I I was I I can't remember being happier in my life than when I was diagnosed, and probably That's wrong. That's how I feel about social anxiety. I have crippling social anxiety. Crippling, dude. Like. I do you do a merch booth? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Do you do a merch booth? Yes. It's the fucking yeah. bane of my existence, but it's the reason we can be out here because Chaley pushes product. And without Chaley, I don't. I, I, this I whole thing breaks I can't down. Do this. Yeah. Well, dude, all my features sell out of their shit. Because people want to show me that I'm not the boss. I swear to God. I go, you sell merch? I let features sell merch because they're not making any money, these guys. Yeah. So I'm like, sell some merch. I go, you got merch? They're like, yeah. I'm like, prepare to be sold out because I'll do my act and I'll just yell racial slurs at people on stage. Yeah. And then they come out, can I buy your thing? And they give me dirty looks. Yeah. And they grab and they run off. One, one, of, one of the best things that, uh, in comedy is Boise, Idaho. This guy, the feature sucked. I hated his guts. He did a re- He's a fucking hack or whatever. But he, uh, he was selling his merch to my walkouts. Like, people would walk out of my show, and he had his shit available, and as much of a cunt as he was, he was like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that guy either, or whatever, and then they would buy his shit, you know, his fucking ringtones or whatever, but they didn't buy it because they liked him, they bought it because they hated me. That happens to me all the time, That's a winning marketing strategy. And it's always white, I do a joke about... Before the show, we pray the comedy gods to make white women laugh because they just always want to talk to the manager. White women love talking to the manager. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's true. They just come out and you tell when they're angry, they're just angry. You, I think you were, you were working with me in Sacramento. A woman, I was first, a woman leaned into a candle, her hair caught fire. It was Sacramento, I think. Oh, wow. This lady's hair caught fire, stunk up the whole fucking room. She, I, I had a beer in my hand and I thought, I'm not a hero. Because I didn't throw it. 
you know, but I thought that's what I should, uh, that's what a hero would do is throw a beer on her head. She ran out to the bathroom, and then at the end of the show, after Doug was done or whatever, she was talking to the manager, and I go, oh, I get it. You have your chick lean into a candle, burn her hair so you get free tickets, and they were exactly getting free tickets for the show. Oh, my hair caught fire. You're a dumb cunt. You're really going for it. Yeah. Bingo in uh, Dallas, a bachelorette party that I made cry and walk (laughs) in the middle of the show. Bingo walked out into the lobby when they were screaming for refunds and tried to sell them merch as a memento for their big occasion. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my God. Would you like a CD? Yeah. Do people Doug see the that. show that they're going to go see? <laughs> not not in those ever games. just, let's just walk in this rock club and hopefully the band's good. That, I, used, I used to do that as a bit. It, it just it, makes it, no it, sense to me. Music is, uh, you wouldn't go see music, you would find the type of music. No one sees the type of comedy. They don't look it up. If you put that little effort into your Friday night when you sold out and... Yeah, I, I work five days, and on Friday night I go out. I want comedy, and you want to see the guy that we fell asleep to on Letterman on yeah. Thursday. <laughs> I actually think now that late-night spots on television are hurting comedy. I think people watch those and don't think comedy's funny and don't want to go to shows. I can't imagine anyone actually watching network TV for any reason other than live sports. That's it. I, I totally agree. The only with you. reason that Network. people come to my house for football, where I live in this little hippie town, no one has cable TV. They watch everything after the fact on YouTube yeah. or because they're yeah broke. on, on demand, broke. on demand or the, uh, the, yeah, you don't yeah. got HBO. Everybody's Four cable cut. Yeah. But I have live football, so football fans will come to my house, and that's the only reason. Why you would watch network TV when there's a billion other channels? Fucking any, like, Jimmy Fallon for any reason. Why? Because your friend's on it? Well, you know what? Just tell me how it goes. I don't want to watch Jimmy Fallon say a word. Tell me what you said. And, like, I I have no problems with Fallon, but I find it amazing that he gets such... A fucking pass when Leno used to get murdered by everybody for being so super squeaky clean. And, like, he's gone beyond where even fucking Leno was. Like, it it blows my mind. But why does any... There's good shit on TV at that hour on cable. Why would you watch network TV? I'm totally with you. Part, part, of, it, part of it, though, is, is that Kimmel does it and uh, Fallon, they actually are able to bring people in by uploading YouTube clips of the funniest two minutes of the night before. And then they'll, they'll, have that, they'll churn that out on a regular basis. And I don't even know if it works, but it ends up being something that someone will talk about because they saw the clip on YouTube that showed up 
on a Twitter feed somewhere and never even watch the show. NBC's, the, of all the networks, I think they've mastered social media more because they love to use the outrage for promotion. Exactly. Like Saturday Night Live will do the most tame shit, and then before you know it, 80 fake websites are like, were you offended by Leslie Jones' bit about slavery? And like every, and it's never like, I'm pissed. It's like, are you pissed? And they yeah. just like, they have 80 bots that will just put this out, and it's all done to just do this fake train wreck version of promotion. What I did last night, I, I'm still trying to make that. No one's really offended. Someone says that people were outraged by whatever star said this. No one's actually outraged. They create the outrage, and then they get other people to yeah. say, yeah. to make an opinion. How did you feel about, oh, that? you shouldn't say that ever. Yeah. There's no outrage to begin with. It's, 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 Who's it's pissed? Or, yeah, Show no me one, ten. If ten people are pissed, that doesn't mean everybody's pissed. It's everything's everything's fake, and that's why I was saying, like, to watch the news anymore. Who cares who the fucking president is? I'm fifty years old. I won't see fake. sixty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my material is about generally me. Yeah, it's great, dude. Yeah, you I love the way you write. You run out of material at 40. Yeah, you, so you do. I, I remember bullshit. you go you talked about everything you ever wanted to talk about. I'm like, I was so right there. And like the things we used to rage against, now your crowd lets you go a little uh, go much farther with I it. had my uh conspiracy theory <laughs> arc. Yeah, no, I get that because like, at some at, point you realize I, who gives a shit. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I realized everything's bullshit, and I had to rail about it, and now I'm like, who cares? I just love to just just shit in people's birthday cakes. That's more yeah, of yeah. why I do conspiracies than this notion that anything's going to change. Right. It's like almost, these people are like, I'm with her. Well, you know her husband yeah, yeah. was on a flight to fuck kids uh, on an island like 27 yeah. times. What? No, God's a pussy. He fucked children. You know that, right? And it's just like, that's yeah, yeah. more of what I get off on. Yeah. Like shattering the fucking well, fairy tale than actually like thinking I'm going to change anything. One of my... Uh, highlights of Twitter was uh, Jody Arias. I was like jumping in. I was like, oh, and then I'm getting all these followers that are Jody Arias, uh, anti-Jody Arias, and then going, yeah, Jody, yeah, blah, 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 and then, and then going, well, you know, this is just another example of the church having somebody murdered to frame a woman. <laughs> and then, boom, and you get all these fucking 500 women go, I thought you were this way or whatever. Like, no, and then go the other way. And then, I mean, I was like, it was the most fun probably I ever had on the Internet. I, yeah, it was poke just, the bear, poke yeah, the bear, yeah, poke it, the bear. Yeah. No, this is just, this is how the church does it. They murdered poor Travis in front of Jody. We should all be supporting her. Uh, Why are you doing this? I, I, I just joined Twitter, and you were the only person I followed in you and CNN, and now this. Oh, this is fucking awesome. I trust no one with a, a blue verified check. Yeah. That's my rule. Anybody talking politics, I don't trust them on fucking Twitter, especially if they're liberals. If they're leftists and they're talking politics, I... I don't trust you. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> well, CNN has become the Fox News because of the beef between... Like Alyssa Milano. She's like, we got we to get Trump out. He's got to ruin the country. It's like, you've been famous since the moment 
fur sprouted on your snatch. You've never had a, a what is Alyssa Milano's hard fucking day? You bet. Tony Danza. And, Tony yeah, Danza. Tony shows Danza up. trying to stick his dick in your thirteen. I mean, like nobody gives a fuck, man. You've never had a hard day. And you're just playing this game. I don't trust you. That's uh, it. It really does bother me when comics I respect are <laughs> just so into. I mean, the, all of us sitting here have real problems in our own lives you're fucking trying to clutch on to 60 days of sobriety fuckhead who ruins everything Andy Andrus <laughs> sat down after that girl muddled him a fucking cucumber fucking cocktail he smashed it he's just getting bloodied. off of probation bloodied like the least of our troubles with the president, and everyone's ignoring their own lives. Yeah, when, when I dropped that drink and my finger was matter. bleeding, I'm like, "God damn, Trump! This is exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. Why Trump's leadership doesn't work?" You because- both have band aids on. Well, how did you? Uh, let's let's get to the band aids. That we Dinky? explained oh, that yeah. fuckface shows off the plane he comes here to the aloft gets my first drink a drink then tries to pick up the broken glass cuts his finger like nine he, it was my 911 this was this today was my 911 I was He's so a, emotional. The day Michael Jackson died, and I was just talking about how this was the black 9-11, and everybody was just, Bleh. I was like, fuck him, dude. That guy, I like that. Doc, imagine being that doctor killing Michael Jackson. And yeah, to well, what about the guy, the Walgreens uh, pharmacist who Hang couldn't on. open for Prince? Like, what, what, come on, man. He just needed a pill. Hang uh. on. What, your Band-Aid. I cut myself reaching into my toiletries on my... Fucking super razor. It has three blades. They're all fucking samurai swords, and they just took out oh, a pound Jesus. of flesh. That's how you that's bleed why, when. That's how you that's bleed when you, you don't drink. Use. Come on, this is Dollar a perfect segue. Club. Yeah, is that is that who we're promoting? Well, yeah, we already did that. Oh, <laughs> double Dollar, down, dog. Dollar Shave Club. Hey, if you don't mind a little blood in your blue apron. <laughs> <laughs> White meal? Maybe we can uh, send him some pro flowers for his. Are you guys out uh, blue apron too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do they say that's ruining restaurants? Nobody's going to restaurants anymore. These fucking millennials, Whoa. they just sit at home, play World of Warcraft, jerk off the squid porn, and they never and leave their fucking you know, house. Why is it bad? And why do we got to criticize the generation that figured it's it out? Bad. That's the saying, generation that's that figured it on. out. That's what we should have been doing since the 50s. Hey, jerking no off, watching no Happy one's Days. No stuck be, behind some fucking job of the oh. hut in a fucking cart at Walmart. Like, just move, move, move. <laughs> Beep. Oh, I can get this delivered to me? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I, I'm i down. I'll order it. Wait, I can You get- guys sold me on it. I'm going to go order it. I'll, I'll send you three meals. Send me it. Yeah, yeah I'm I'll done. send it to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I, I can not even talking about Walmart. I'm talking about everything, everything that can be delivered to your house. Yeah. Why the fuck? Wait, I can get this without being eye-raped by the fucking fat Americans that are out in every corner? <laughs> you get eye-raped oh. all the time, <laughs> don't you? Come on. Come on, Must be so hard. I eye-rape. I'm an eye-rapist. You're an eye rapist. Yeah, yeah. You just hang out in bushes and yeah, I rape bitches. I already raped do, that. Do you have uh, <laughs> that flower over there, Sam Tripoli? Do you have uh, actual lenses in those fucking yes. weird beastie yeah, boy put glasses? On. Put them on. Why well, a good kind of so Harry Carey clear Harry Carey lenses? Wow, yeah. everything's pretty normal here. 
That's a style. I don't, yeah. You rocking it? One seven five. Uh, I don't even know, the dude. category. I was going around looking for aviators because I was wearing normal glasses on stage. But you're not wearing those to look cool. <laughs> Why not contact lenses? <laughs> oh. I don't trust myself. I'm so lazy. I don't want to clean. Let's get anything. on the mic for this. This, this compelling. I'm so lazy. I don't want to clean anything. So I was wearing normal glasses, like regular glasses. I felt I looked like Mark Marin, and I didn't fit my act. So I was going around looking for aviators because I want big ones. <laughs> and they were all like $500 just for the frames. So I just went online, saw these for 20 bucks, got them sent to me, threw some lenses in, and bam, here we are. And you've Syracuse. never looked back. Never looked back. Because <laughs> they're the wrong prescription. <laughs> you can't fucking see if you did. Bam! <laughs> yeah, dude. So I just wear them. Some people like them. Some people don't. They give so. Some of the creepier jokes I do get weird reactions because these Dahmer glasses creep people fucking out. <laughs> I think Jeffrey Dahmer took his glasses off before he did anything. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah. Let me get a picture uh, of you. He set them down let, on the coffee table. Let me give table. you a little backstory of Andy Andrist. He goes, he's hung out in front of Dahmer's house, John Bonet's house. <laughs> I, he's I'm masturbated a, in ghost towns. I'm he's, a lazy psychic. I like that. I show up after it's been solved and just toss one off. <laughs> if she hadn't been murdered by her brother, she'd be hot right now. <laughs> well, he's suing CBS now, right? Who? Uh, Burke? Yeah, her brother. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he probably shouldn't have lopped her on the head with that big, heavy flashlight. <laughs> That's the main thing. You solved it. Well, the pineapple, come on. He's eat, she's eating the pineapple. It's his favorite snack. Big flashlight, and and I feel bad for the family member that got that big flashlight for Patsy. Yeah, it was, yeah Patsy could always use a big flashlight, and then Burke <laughs> lops John Bonet in the noggin, and nothing's ever the same since. But the house is lovely. <laughs> I uh, have you been by the house? Uh, I've been by several times. It's Curb right there appeal? in Boulder. My daughter goes to school out there, and and I I had a pot pipe, and I didn't want to stash it by the college kids because you know how irresponsible they are. He's masturbated on uh, not Mrs. Just, Lincoln's grave. Oh, Mary. Mary Todd. Sure, you Mary. You beat off on Lincoln's oh. grave. Not, not Mary Todd, no. <laughs> Mary the daughter. What is it just like American history excites you? Uh, I try to get involved. <laughs> I try to help out in the community. I respect that. I mean, that. you know. I respect uh, that. No, uh, first first and foremost, the now guy's you know. going like, to chuck bum. off. <laughs> You're in a cemetery. You got to find some shade. I agree. <laughs> and Mary, Mary, it wasn't Mary Todd. It was Mary something, but it was a uh, nice shade. He's not kidding. <laughs> so hold on, shade gets you horny? No, no, no. I was already horny from the drugs. You yourself on everything. <laughs> okay, but here, I, I, okay, we're on a shared podcast. Wait, but wait, he- hold on a second. There's a. You do the nature jack. We've talked yes, about there's that. A, no, I, but I need to clarify. Is a cemetery shade jack? No. Well, or is that what? two different things? The, the, the cemetery jack was a medical emergency. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a, a life-saving situation. Yeah, like a, a, a fatal boner or something? <laughs> I mean, I could have been the next day blinking if I hadn't <laughs> choked all the poison out or whatever. I respect that. <laughs> But uh, nature jacking is kind of like a Zen thing. It's like a, is there webs? Does anyone own that domain? By the way, nature I, jacking. I, I'm not good at anything, I, so I'm no. Buy it. Andy yeah. does not. Yeah, I was going to do nature t- jacking. I was going to do t-shirts, but I got nappy after. Just Forty-year guys jerking <laughs> off. And- 
What is it? Okay, so but people have misconstrued that. Nature jacking is not, I'm going to go out and chuck one off on the fucking uh, national trail and take a picture and send it to Andy Enders. That's not what nature jacking is. Nature jacking is a way of, of, of leaving every fucking negative image you have behind and going to a higher plane and chucking one off. Okay. It's not about, oh, I'm just oh. chucking one off because maybe a tourist will see it. It's about getting beyond that. This and is a chapter in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right before. Whack off your sins away. Yeah, I think. I respect that. Yeah. Well, it's not even sins. It's like, you know, because if you... Like, now I can't come unless there's a glacier melting or something. But when it started, I was just, like, Climate trying to get past pornography, on. trying to get past, oh, I need to do this to come or whatever, trying to get past everything I learned. And then it's like, oh, I'm on a glacier. This is beautiful. The sun's shining. And, and oh, hey, there's nature. And then, bam, that's all you need. Oops, you don't sorry, need guys. women. You don't need stories. You don't need the ladies telling you things. You, you just, just need mother nature. You just need a cool wind. Uh, maybe a little bit of sunlight, or maybe it's just dusk or whatever, you know. All right. Sounds like you're going to beat off anyway. <laughs> no. No. But Doesn't if matter I did, where he's at. I can't. In Syracuse? <laughs> where are you going to drive me in There's Syracuse? golf course out here. Can, <laughs> you might want to put a couple uh, holes in I ones mean, over there. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what a regular jacker would do. That's, All right. We're, we're going to wrap right. this Let's up. Let's wrap it. <laughs> Swap cast. Let's wrap it in a sock and put it away. Uh, if you enjoyed the uh, background music, that's uh, shitty Aloft music. The, the bartender does not have access to a volume knob. Somebody made this music. And we're like, they were working on the notes, and they were just like, no, what about this? Yeah. The band wanted people to listen to him, and then the lead singer is like, no, how can we get people to not listen to us? <laughs> That's what I want. We're I want- looking for elevators, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Think elevators. <laughs> I'm hammered. Yeah. We'll get to uh, Andy Andrist and his fucking He just got on the problems. tour. He just, he just, just landed. Yeah, I just so, got here. How many dates are you guys doing together? Just, seven. Uh, seven more gigs. We have yeah. six scheduled, but we're willing to do less. <laughs> They're terrible gigs because I have to go back to where I'm from, and I I I don't I don't want to talk to a lot of those people. This is a problem. Have you had this problem where you have to be public mm. to sell your gigs? Yes. But there's people you go. Oh, can I not let them know? Four people will be able to see. I don't want to. They come to your show because it's a social event. No, this is my fucking job. I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. The ideal tour would be like a witness relocation situation where you're like, oh, this is not (laughs) Doug Stanhope. It's Steve Hennings. And then Steve just goes out. When you, People at Birking don't come sit with you after you bought your Whopper and be like, you know, oh, you know, oh, you get a job at Burger King. I'm gonna come hang out with you. No, yeah. it, it's my job. Sometimes when are you coming back to our job. Burger King? Yeah, I, 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 it's not a hangout situation. I know for you, it seems like I am. Uh, oh, I'm just coming to town. To, I came here to, to, and then I'm, to see you, and then maybe do a little stage. Do they? Time. Do they? Because uh, they all expect you to like Bert Kreischer. I'm sure. Has to deal with like people just wanting to get boozed with them. Like I, for the long time, because they did naughty show. Everyone's like, "Let's go to a strip bar. Hey, I'm gonna bring this slut to the show and see if you can get her to do weird shit." Like I would always get that. 
Yeah. Wasn't that with uh, Attell? It gets worse and worse. Yeah. Attell had to stop doing that show, the Insomniac, Insomniac because it just got too crazy. Oh, my God, yeah. It just he got quit insane. drinking. His fucking job made him quit drinking. Yeah. His I've been job. there, dude. I it am It might have there. been that Vegas night that we were there when Hedberg yeah. was in Vegas. So, yeah, I have to go back to where I used to live one time. and uh, well, My mom brought everyone she knew to my shows, you know, for a whole week. It's fucking rough. <laughs> They're nice people, but, you know, it's like I'm a <laughs> scumbag. But I, it's also a job. They don't, yeah. yeah. My mom's oh. up here, your friends. Hey, come if to Kinko. Were, see Sammy. If you were a dishwasher at TGI Fridays <laughs> that traveled. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, you're going to be in our neck of the woods. Yeah. We're going to come hang out and watch you dishwash. Yeah. Waiting for you after the show. Just fuck up. No, I don't do that hey, anymore. D- hey, Doug, I'm we really enjoyed your dishwashing a couple of weeks ago, but we came out and saw it recently. And it were you? It just didn't seem like you put much effort into the dishwashing tonight. No, they don't I care saw your about dishwash the dishwash last night. That's the point. They don't care about the dishwashing. They just want to be there. They're going to watch you dishwash for an hour that they don't even care about, hoping you hang around for Yeah, to meet with you. And now you're like, you're with chicks. You don't really care anymore. Okay. Well, now you are with chicks. chicks. Well, yeah, do you have a chick? Yeah, I have a girlfriend. 13 years. Gross. Really? I love her to death. <laughs> Every day I pray she's getting railed by someone. I could just grab my fucking passport and just fake my own death and disappear. <laughs> That's marriage. You're, you're not even married. Do you travel? You have the with, same fantasies I do. Do you travel with your passport? Uh, no, I wish I had. Do you have a go I bag? Do. You do? In case you just gotta go? I respect the fuck. You got a go bag? Ditch bag. Sometimes you have to just fuck it. I'm dead at the end, and those days are closer and closer. Travel with your passport, because you know what? At the end of this tour, I get a flight to Tucson, but maybe I go to uh, Tahiti, uh, Guam. Guam. I saw you. Wash dishes in Guam, dude. You were so good. You were so good. Remember Guam '87, bro? <laughs> I came you out. I brought shit. my whole family to see your Guam dishwashing show. Man, I love your shows, dude. dude. I, I spent six months in Guam. I love Guam. I yeah. love Guam. I love Alaska. Yeah, Alaska gets. Has it. he yeah. been to Alaska? He booked him twice up there. Alaska. They haven't booked me since. Well, I'm not I used to love playing cool. Oh, it's not talk off the air. It's not talk off the air. You did great. And you, you brought me other comics, too, which is which the I The waitress was so hot. It was this little blonde girl, and she was such an alcoholic. She would literally sit on people's faces for a shot. And it was like five guys in a row. <laughs> they would just lay down. She would sit on their face, get up, next guy. And I was like, I love Alaska. What was the problem? There, no, I'm, okay. I'm singing the fucking <laughs> praises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alaska likes guns, coke, and fucking. I'm all in. And and they got moose. Oh, you didn't get deep? <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking about, you know, the political process of fucking the deep state, and I lost them. I had a great time, Doug. I love you very much, man. I'm so thankful. I'm glad you had me on your podcast. I'm glad I'm, you had me on I'm your podcast. I'm just glad I was sitting in an adjacent chair that I could do both of them. Yeah. Congratulations on du- yeah. doubling down, bro. Double win. I love I watching you perform, Doug. You're one of my favorite comics, so the fact that we're friends is really cool. And I'm friends, always appreciative. We're a legacy. We're, uh, I feel like I creep three. you out sometimes, but I'm cool with that. I'm like, going to creep you, Doug out. No, you've never creeped me out. Okay, cool. I, well, I I'm insecure as fuck, you. so that's how it is. You're starting to creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I get creeped out easy. 
All right. Next time we'll have Shuli on for the three Vegas comics. Oh, that'd be good. That would be great, dude. There's some great young comics out there. It's a good thing. They have it easy. They're yeah, but the world's going to end like four years. So. I'm cool with that, too, though, dude. I'm cool with that. Yeah, get some chucks, chuckles right. before the end. All right. Thanks, hey, Doug. Sam, you got any dates coming up? Uh, I'm going to be at the end of July, July 26th. I'm in Toronto with Brian Redband and Dean Del Rey. And they have a couple little things here and there. Oh, that's right. Uh, they, 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 oh, they hit you. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have a, uh, I'm also going to, I have a couple dates in August, but I can't remember them. So what, where do they go to get information on you? Go to samtriplee.com or uh, just social media, at Sam Tripoli across everything. And check out my YouTube page. I put up shit all the time. I do, I put up videos of me just ripping the crowd for an hour. I'll do that. It's youtube.com backslash Sam Tripoli. All right, and that's the tinfoil pot. Tinfoil tin hat, hat with Sam Tripoli yeah. and Punch Drunk Sports. Me, Arsh Fear, Jason Tebow. I don't know. You read it. All right, yeah, get on the mailing list at DougStandup.com. And uh, some of the dates are sold out. The coming up. Uh, All the New England dates. New England dates if are sold out. Uh, anyone that uh, I'm <laughs> ignoring. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> or or call me and I'll ignore you and fuck off. I love it. Hmm. But get on the mailing list, and then uh, we got another tour coming up uh, in August. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on the yeah, get on the mailing list. It's the only way you're going to find out because I don't. I, I I'm happy to die in a fucking. I got I got out of this tour uh, last week or so. So you, who knows in August? Who knows? Check yeah. back. <laughs> Check back. Good night. Thank you, right. man. Let's play Bird Cloud. Hidden, hidden tracks.
I like that. So I, I was at the comedy store. We're hanging out, and there's this gorgeous little brunette there. And somehow the conversation got going on about peeing on people, if people were into it or not. She's like, I've always, I've always wanted to pee on somebody. I'm like, well, I bet you wouldn't pee on me. She goes, I bet you will. We go, and we just start betting. And all of a sudden, it becomes like Deer Hunter, where everyone's like, just throwing down fucking my pocket. There's fucking money. It gets up to like $300. Oh man! So this chick's like, let's go to back. We go to the back, and you know where you were talking earlier about how there was a shower there. I take my shirt off, I lay down, and there's like 15 dudes in here watching this fucking thing. So she's sitting on top of me. I see her muff. She got like toilet paper in her snatch. I remember that. What? And she's mm-hmm. like, "There's she dingleberry." Yeah, she had a little to- <laughs> piece of paper right on her snatch. I don't give a shit, dude. Coming out. Hanging. I'm a savage. I'd fucking yeah. lick that right off there. You know? went to three hundred. So we're sitting there. We're like, "Okay, pee." She's like sitting there. She couldn't pee. She goes, "I can't do it." Everyone's like, "Ah!" And they walk off. She goes, "Man, I really wanted to pee on you." I go, "Well, let's go back to my place. It's only um, a mile away." She goes, "Okay." She jumps from the car. We drive off. We get in my bathroom. I take I take all my clothes off. I get there. And she, she gets on top of me, and she fucking pisses all over me. And it was great. I'm like, wow, this is not that bad. It's actually like a warm fucking shower. So I get up, and she goes to start putting on her clothes. I go, what are you doing? She goes, what? I go, go in the bedroom. She's like, we're having sex? I'm like, yeah. I'm not a porta potty You don't just pee on me and uh, fucking yeah. go. So we go in the back, and I fucking slam it, right? So then, the whole time I'm like, you look like Miley Cyrus. Has anyone ever told you you look exactly like Miley Cyrus? No, yeah, I've heard it here and there, blah, blah, blah. Let's just, I say, oh, and it was Miley Cyrus, and we cut the podcast. (laughs) We can do that on ours. It was her stunt double. She ended up being her stunt double. If you watch uh, this AMA, uh, American Music Awards, there's a scene where my, the Miley Cyrus is dancing on stage, everyone's going crazy, and this girl dances down the, the thing, and in the seat is Miley Cyrus. She gets up and takes over. That girl that was dancing was the one who pissed all over me. Uh, the switch. Yeah. But, uh, how much stunt... <laughs> How much stunt doubling does the Hannah Montana? Well, like, you get lost out of the car, a lot of plugs, a lot of right guys place, doing coke right place, out of your right asshole. Time, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right place, right time. All the good yeah. shit. Well, I don't believe in heroes, but I, I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> you are, sir, my hero. I love it, dude. I've never gotten a girl yeah. pee on me since. Sadness. I can't yeah. get them to stop. <laughs> Every time I sit still. <laughs> dude, you're funny, man. <laughs> 